Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. Sweater, rockets, spurs. We rolling? We're rolling. All righty. <laughs> so uh, today I'm representing the Houston Rockets, y'all. The Rockets played the Spurs. My wife. My beautiful, intelligent, gorgeous, artistic, and did I say intelligent, intelligent wife is a Spurs fan. Uh, I'm a Rockets fan, so we are a house divided today. But uh, we're unified in our in our love for each other and our family, so that's all that matters. But Spurs still going, they're still going down. We are in the studio today, talking about the economy and. The economy is is like a a term that is like I think not fully understood because it's another one of them abstract terms like money or like inflation. And so I went to the Webster's Dictionary to figure out um, what's the definition of a, of an economy, and the definition is the wealth and resources of a country or region especially in terms of the production and consumption of goods and services, right? So pause, rewind, listen to that again, uh, and you will uh, understand better what, um, what an economy is. And so when you understand it that way, you no longer look at an economy as just like a country um, because there's a global economy, right? So, um, you know, the, the 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 goods and protections of, of of how we trade or what's going on globally right there's the u.s economy there is the chinese economy there's the texas economy there's the digital economy there's the bitcoin economy there's the crypto economy right and then there's economies among different industries podcast economies right there's lots of different economies that open up when you when you think of it that way and um and that opens up massive possibility because you're, you're not limited to just the economic data that the government puts out where they say you know the economy is slowing no it was a you know the there's been a lot of slow growth over the last decade in the global economy but there have been a lot of folks that have gotten ridiculously wealthy right and whether it be in tech whether it be in crypto in these whether it be in podcasting whether it be in social media influencing because they are living in a different economy. If, you know, if you're in the, if, if, if you're spending your time and money in, uh, uh, in an economy, like let's, 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 you know, in a taxi economy, right. Um, you got poor, right. If you are in the economy of selling, uh, radio advertisements, um, you got poor relative to, you know, I, I got a client that does, Facebook advertising specifically for one, uh, you know, one industry, 
and his income pre-COVID was a couple hundred thousand a year. It jumped to a million bucks, you know, last year because he's operating in a different economy. And so um, when you're underwriting risk as an investor, you you want to think about um, uh, you want to think of yourself more as like a lender. And what I mean by that is a good lender looks at the income and the growth of the income. So going back to my example, if you look at taxis income pre Uber, you know, taxi income as an industry was not really growing much. Um, uh, and, you know, the income was OK, but it really wasn't growing much. But then you then Uber comes along from a, from a low base and that income exploded on the upside and it allowed more income from more people distributed around the world, which typically what te- is what technology um, does. Second, you got to look at credit history, right? Cre- and credit history in, in the real terms is like um, how, how reliable are uh, the borrowers? Um, and, um, you know, there's, let's, I'll go back to the Uber example, right? Uber is an example where it didn't have a credit history. And so in that economy, there wasn't a lot of credit history. So you can't really, you know, you can't really measure that per se. But you do know, since there isn't a credit history, there's a lot of upside if it works. Um, But but that's another component, right? Debt to income ratio. So, you know, how much how much debt is uh, in the economy? relative to uh, the income made again you, you look at these newer industries there's not there's, there's there's not a lot of debt there's you know because there's not a big credit history but the income is going crazy Let, let's let's reverse that let's look at let's look at the you know us right our our debt to gdp which is like a debt to income ratio for for individuals right our debt to gdp is over 100 percent. right what, what would that mean as an individual so let's say you know let's say you made you know, ten thousand a month, and your if your debt to income ratio was fifty percent, which is like the cap for a lot of uh, for borrowing money from you know for a home or business, right? Your your debt to income ratio is over fifty percent. You're probably not getting more more money for lending because lenders become nervous. But let's say fifty percent. That means that five thousand dollars a month of your ten thousand dollars a month income is going towards debt service. And so if it's a hundred percent. That means you make ten thousand a month, and hundred percent of your income is going to, um, you know, to, to 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 debt service, and so that's like, you know, that is a that is a problem, right? And you know, um, for those super nerds of uh, you know uh, super economic nerds, um, the translation uh, of debt to GDP. Uh, and debt to income is not a one-to-one exact ratio, so don't go back and say, "Hey, you know, I look." Just, just understand that um, the higher the debt to, G- to GDP, the worse off. And once a country or an economy passes over a hundred percent, that's that's like that's kind of the equivalent of of, of like why banks won't lend people money over over you know fifty percent debt to income as an individual, right? It it's 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 bad, you know, um, and it's probably worse than debt to income ratio of 50% for an individual, but I digress. So where, 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 where am I going with this? Well, you, you know, you look at Europe, their debt to GDP, super high, uh, <laughs> Japan, super high. 
America super high. China is getting high uh, aggressively. You know, they have, they have a little bit of upside, um, and, and they have some income growth. So that that's why you see lots of corporations wanting to still invest in China, even though they got things that uh, political things that uh, need to be navigated. But there's still even better investment opportunities than China. I one of the things that I like to read every single year is the Arc Invest, right? Kathy Woods firm, Arc Invest 2022 Big Ideas Report. And so I'm making my way through it. But one of the interesting uh, uh, things they do, they, they did this year, and I, I believe they like, I, I believe they did it last year, was they broke out, you know, five main industries that have exponential growth over the next decade, right? Which by 2030 is their projections. And so the AI economy, they project will grow at 26% a year. Battery technology economy will grow at 35% a year. Again, these are their estimates. Blockchain economy will grow at 43% a year. Robotics, 51% a year. Gene, gene sequencing, 40% a year. Right? These are five big industries where you can make stupid amounts of money, potentially, if you're right, um, that you can invest in that has a lack of capital because everybody in the world when these big changes happen are looking in the past they're like oh well the past things play out this way well things change right like when the electricity was invented when light bulb was invented last week i talked about john d rockefeller henry ford andrew carnegie who revolutionized their industry so if you were like invested in the in the industry the same way that it was invested in 1800 you lost because you missed those big opportunities and so these are the big opportunities where you have lots of opportunities to grow. Uh, and it basically boils down to um, your ability to do the work, um, uh, have faith in the future, right? Understand that, you know, these things happen, be patient and have discipline because there's lots of volatility in the interim, right? There's lots of volatility as these new economies are growing and building and taking market share from the old way of doing things. So I hope this helps your investing outcomes over time. Uh, hey, side note, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, wealthbuildingmadesimple.com, make sure you do that. Subscribe and give me a review on the podcast. I got some great reviews last time I asked. I appreciate those. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, but do that. If you have any questions or topics you want me to cover, hit me up on Twitter, ask underscore Philip, or on Instagram at ask Philip. Appreciate y'all. Have a good week. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.